It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today joined by uh, somebody who loves to apparently go at my parenting on Twitter. <laughs> Look, here at SB Nation and Silver Screen and Roll, we pride ourselves on covering all of these story, all of the stories you know surrounding your favorite local sports team and the ecosystem around it. And I think it's notable if a noted local <laughs> podcaster is screaming obscenities at his less than one year old son. All right, so before, before that gets taken out of context, he can't hear me <laughs> screaming, screaming those obscenities, um, well, and he won't know. take he a nap. Right after, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> make every your every single parent. Every single parent listening to this will be will be able to relate, but there is nothing worse than a child who needs a nap and refuses to nap. There's, well, maybe not nothing, like, but there are very few worse things than that <laughs> um, as a parent. And 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 yeah, this little asshole. All right. Um, All right well, see, now it's not out of context. Okay, so you know. <laughs> uh, I I before we move on. For those of you watching on YouTube, which, by the way, youtube.com slash at Lakers Lounge is where you can find us. Uh, before I move on, I have a very important thing that I need to do here. I haven't been able to pay my respects quite yet to the newly retired legend, Lakers legend, that is Carmelo Anthony. And Oh, oh wow. You're going to do the whole show in a hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually have. It's funny. This is why we are meant to podcast together. This is also, I guess, just for the YouTube audience. Although it is carrying over from a podcast bit. I know Mello was a big fan of like extravagant hats and you know unique fashion. <laughs> no. And so I decided to get out the Lakers fedora, <laughs> you know, to pay my own tribute to you know <laughs> Lakers era era Mello. I just can't. I can't like lose that thing. Nope, it's still here. All right, I'm going to be in, in Southern California in like late August or so. And one of my goals, one of the boxes that I have to check while I'm there is, is getting rid of that goddamn man. No, this is a collector's <laughs> item. I'm never getting rid of this thing. We should really have like, if we ever, if you ever get so big that we can just give away stuff to charity or give away money to, to, to charity, um, we should we should sell that hat in the name of charity and somebody if can buy it. If this hat would ever sell for more than like $100 for charity, I, I would sell it. <laughs> we, we need to find out now. Yeah. We need to, we need so to put that up So if you, a listener, there. are willing to donate, you know, $100 or more to a charity yeah. of, I mean, I guess your choice. I don't know. No, of my choice. No. I'm going to decide. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, not of your choice. <laughs> I'm going to decide what is considered a charity. Uh, you know, then I, I will I will sell you the vaunted Harrison Fagan Lakers podcast fedora. You all, you narrowly avoided one of the worst. Things yeah, no, no, no. Possibly. Yeah, that would have been a mistake. That would have been a mistake. Potentially, I, I, I actually no. I think our listeners actually. I, I have more faith in our listeners than you. I, uh, uh, I, I think they would donate to a charity. We agree with. Me, me too, but you do not want to open yourself you up to that possibility. You know, I, I get it. Yeah, you don't want to chance it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> there's no way to segue out of that. Yeah, no. <laughs> None whatsoever. Speaking so today, of I am also here to defend, you know, Anthony Davis today <laughs> out of the goodness of my own heart. Yeah. We are, uh, we, you guys, uh, tend to really enjoy these kinds of conversations. 
when we have the definitive conversation about X, right? And um, what this means is from this point forward, there is no point whatsoever in anybody out there having a conversation, in this case, about Anthony Davis. None whatsoever. If you have another conversation about a Anthony Davis after this, Ben Rosales is going to send yeah, you a, a strongly, Sorry. <laughs> strongly written letter. Uh, yeah, from I'm going to get a form letter just now so that, you know, we can sue ESPN for this when they, <laughs> you know, violate it tomorrow. Speaking of ESPN, this is actually why I wanted to have this conversation. Um, I'm just going to play the clip. So let's go over here. This is from, I believe, one of the ESPN. It, I think it was Get Up. Which used to have an exclamation mark. Now it doesn't have an exclamation mark, but here we go. This is supposed to be a serious sports show. Yeah, like what? Every discussion about Anthony Davis and whether he's got the dog in him and whether he wants to ball enough should This is Zach Lowe speaking right the now. The headline should be, he has been the most dominant defensive he's player in the entire playoffs. Nobody wants to talk about defense. Preach, Everybody Zach, just preach. Wants to talk about where's the post moves, where's the ball. Every Lakers series, plot point number one for the other team has been, where is Anthony Davis on defense? Who is he guarding? How can we get him away from the basket? Because we are terrified mm -hmm. of going mm -hmm. anywhere near it. So Every doing. single... Why so does it sound like they're recording this in the cathedral? Again. No, 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 no. no. That's not an it's excuse. Legit. Zach, you made him Ben Wallace. He's Ben Wallace now. That's what ben, Wallace ben Wallace never scored 21 <laughs> points in a, in a <laughs> conference finals game. Or you're saying in a different he brings defense. That's what he brings. So, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to be a basketball show. I don't know who that like head of hair is. I don't know who the other voice is. To be completely honest, I probably should know who the other person is who made that comment in, in report to Zach, but because he doesn't dominate, the he also just says so many dumb things here. I'm cool not knowing his in the name. NBA. Three are centers Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. Those two series. other guys are built different offensively mm -hmm. than Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has never been to his fault. All right, that is uh, enough of, of that clip. Uh, so again, that is from ESPN and Get Up specifically. As Zach Lowe makes a case in Anthony Davis's defense. Um, about his defense, right? About about the impact that he has on that side of the court. And this has been something that, you know, frankly, it's so stupid how we do this, right? Um, football, we really care about defensive players, right? You have your icons and legends on that side of the ball, right? The, the Ray Lewis's, the Richard Sherman's, the, you know, I'm a Vikings fan. We have Harrison Smith as our, like, you know, safety who just really impacts everything um and and like he was good right yeah lawrence Taylor. Yeah, like you could you, you could go you could go through you could go through the ranks aaron donald for those of you uh, yeah. you you la fans right um another ad who is who is stellar on defense and and like in football we acknowledge that side of the of the field that that side of the ball how important that uh being good on that side is right the one of like the oldest cliches in all of sports is defense wins championships, right? Like the, yes. the notion that if you compete on that side of the ball, you are putting yourself in a better predicament or a better offer. You're going to give yourself a better opportunity at winning a championship than those teams that hope to just outscore everybody. Um, and, and yet for some reason with basketball, we just like, don't care. Like the six man of the award, six man of the year award is basically like who can go out and get a bucket who doesn't start. Um, the, the defensive player of the year conversation, the the all NBA defense teams are all really stupid. <laughs> the, the, the conversations that we tend to have um, about those awards all tend to be really dumb. And it's it's uh, it's like occasionally maybe a guard will win it. And, and if that guard wins it, Marcus Smart doesn't necessarily age all that well. Um, we just like ignore what wings do on the defensive side of the ball. It tends to go to like rim protectors because that's the only award that they tend to win. They don't really win MVPs all that often. Um, you know, recent, recent stretch, notwithstanding, but, but yeah, I, I, what's annoying here is, is that defensive conversation or the lack thereof regar regarding Anthony Davis. And yet, um, and, and Zach, like later in that clip would go on to like acknowledge the offensive woes and, and, and that stuff. Um, but basically what I've figured out over the course of the last like couple weeks or so is if you land anywhere in the middle on Anthony Davis, you are getting trampled. 
you are getting trampled by the mouth breathers on one side of it or the other mouth breathers on the other side of it. And, and it's just, it's maddening to watch somebody who is such a fascinating presence and unique player in NBA history, just like get, get pulled apart. I can understand why he says I don't, he doesn't give a shit about the, the conversation about it, because frankly, it's the dumbest conversation in the sport right now. Um, and yet you are going to tell me that, that to pull up my, my Slack messages. Yeah. Can I, can I talk now? Cause you, yeah. you, now that you've monologued and done your high, like, do you want to come down off the high horse for the rest of the podcast? Because you know, you're calling everybody mouth breathers on both it's sides. A really, it's a really far drop and, and trying to frame, really you're trying horse. to frame yourself as the arbiter of like reasonable takes about Anthony Davis. That is arguably the most offensive thing that you just did in that <laughs> monologue is you pretending to be the voice of reason in the middle. Just, oh, just, you know, just uh, right down the middle, Anthony. The, always just always looking for nuance and, you know, just reasonable takes and trying yeah. to, you know, hear out both sides of the issues. That's what I think of when I think of that's, you. And I'm sure that's not what I'm known for. Well. That's not my brand. No, it, believe it or not. Yesterday, <laughs> you, the fact that you last night you were tweeting about this you're like oh this is this is a great clip from zach it's crazy how we can't acknowledge both sides of this whatever this was like three hours after i had to mute the silver screen and roll slack while i was out at universal studios hollywood because you decided to start like an anchorman style brawl in the middle of the day just by being like you know anthony davis poof disappeared i don't know i'm not so sure about him as a Lakers star uh you know as you know being a guy that's part of the future and you were going after him for his conference finals performance. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think, well, number one, like I do think that you have a point in the sense, you know, like dropping a little bit of the semi facetiousness that that anger was <laughs> coming from <laughs> semi, um, you, you know, I think that you have a little bit of a point that obviously the Lakers needed more from Anthony Davis offensively in that series, you know, I don't think anyone would really even argue with that. Even like the biggest Anthony Davis defender would probably acknowledge like, Hey, you know, if he had scored a little more or a little more efficiently at times during the Western conference finals, you know, maybe we're previewing a game five tonight, you know, at the very least where, are you, you know, sure? Are you sure the most ardent Anthony Davis defender would say that? Because we have some pretty ardent defenders in that silver screen and roll slack who would not go that far. Yeah. I, I do think that most people would acknowledge that he does need to be better offensively. And like, I don't want to make the whole show about the SSR slack. I just use it as an example <laughs> as mm -hmm. like, this is why you drive me crazy is you try to claim <laughs> that, you know, this? you're like trying to have these reasonable <laughs> conversations, whatever, when you regularly, you know, just try to start a fist fight over, you know, takes that you don't want to unleash on Twitter. Uh, and so like, I, I think, yes, Anthony Davis needed to be better offensively in the conference finals. Like in my mind, like that, or at the very least, it certainly would have been really helpful to the Lakers, you know, need, I don't know, maybe if they get some more from like D'Angelo Russell or whatever, it, like if he's not a complete non-factor, if they get some more sort of performance, like they only lost the series by 24 points total. It, it wouldn't have taken much to make it even more competitive of a sweep. Again, we have to acknowledge mm -hmm. Denver was much better, especially in winning time, all that stuff, not trying to take away from them or say that it was fluky. But if the Lakers would have gotten a little more from basically anyone else, they would have made this a much more competitive series, including Anthony Davis. And so I don't want to minimize that as a real thing i just think that you know i i think that we can both acknowledge that hey basically more was asked of him on defense considering the personnel around him than pretty much anyone else in the playoffs this year and the way that he was able to almost single-handedly turn this lakers unit into an elite defense is astounding and is one of the main reasons that they were able to even make it to the conference finals and this is why the the part of the conversation that's like turned to they need a real second star like Kyrie or whatever like you know if you gut the team or if you like trade like even even trade Anthony Davis stuff if you trade him for an offensive player like you're going to be in for a wake-up call on how many holes he was plugging defensively and so I just think I think the conversation has just been frankly dumb for the most part mm -hmm. which I think is why you wanted to discuss this but I think we can acknowledge that like yes it would have been good for Anthony Davis to be better offensively while also acknowledging that he played some of the best playoff defense we've ever seen while playing through a foot that is probably he like he's probably going to get surgery on this summer another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, important update here. Uh, you know, quick tangent, but the asshole is asleep. Okay, is, good. Is Glad to hear it. We are good. We are. We... <laughs> I thought you meant um, you went to take a nap during the pod. I was just going to go solo for the rest. Actually, of the... during that monologue, um, yeah. <laughs> I started nodding off. <laughs> so, um, no, I. All right. I, again, um, I am one hundred percent with you on Davis. I. I, I routinely say that he is one of the most impactful defensive players I have ever seen, especially when he's engaged and it's a matchup for me. I mean, I'm a little younger than you, but I think for me, he's the most, especially up close watching them regularly. Yeah. I mean like, like Hakeem was insane. Like, like Hakeem was just same goes for like David Robinson, that era, like those guys were just capable of having And But this is the thing though, is that Anthony Davis is that kind of impactful in a completely different era. Yeah. where uh, it is a lot more difficult for defensive players to be that kind of impactful, right? Like, we see Rudy Gobert, who won, like, what, back-to-back? Is it back-to-back-to-back? To back? Yeah. I'm I think pretty he sure back- one of them was back-to-back, yeah. But he, he, I believe he has three Defensive Player of the Year awards. Yeah, and then we see him in the postseason just become unplayable. And some of that is because, like, he doesn't have a single offensive skill, uh, you know, and... and um you know, it's it, he doesn't take advantage of of switches and stuff, and he can't finish inside. And um, I don't know if I've ever seen him catch a pass cleanly, and and like that's that's part of why like Gobert gets played off of the court. But also, in 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 the playoffs, you have these insanely talented guards and these wild modern offenses that that like pick these bigs apart. And Davis can continue to like his his impact actually gets greater in the playoffs when he can be fully engaged and he doesn't have to worry about that game being one of 82. Right. And, and I think that's, that's insane what he's able to do there. And, um, and yet, uh, I, I, I do have questions about the post LeBron James era. If AD is the cornerstone of your franchise, we saw that with, with him in new Orleans, right? We saw how that went. And look, that net new Orleans franchise was a freaking disaster while he was there. And holding that specifically against AD is, you know, unfair. You know, the definition of unfair because... It's not his fault that their big addition to augment him was giving a gigantic contract to Omir Oshik. Yeah. Well, it, it not not only that, but like, remember when they, when they bragged about finally getting a training staff for for the for the yeah. NBA team. They got, they got a training staff just for the NBA team. They were yeah. no longer sharing with the Saints. You it was know, like it's a like a big AD release that they... he doesn't have to figure out if Drew, when Drew Brees' appointment is, you know. Yeah, uh, like it, Saints fans all over the place kept on wondering throughout his tenure there. Hey, like are 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 you just embezzling uh Hornets funds to continue to to pay more for Saints stuff? Uh because the Saints were really effing good during that time. And the Hornets were just kind of mired in mediocrity, despite having this kind of unique presence. But I also think, though, you know, he does kind of come and go offensively. And, and, and you know, more frustratingly is the way that he comes and goes, where um, at this stage, like, at this stage of his career, he really seems to be lacking that athletic explosiveness that we saw from him in the first year that he was a Laker. Right. And yeah, that was four years ago and that's worth pointing out, but that was when like that it's, it's a big difference when you're going from 30 and, and the last, when we saw him that kind of an athletic, the last time was 26 versus like what we're seeing from LeBron at 38 versus, you know, compared to 34, right. Or 34, even compared to 30 is that like we're still we still should be in in at Anthony Davis's athletic prime and yeah. some of you know some of the 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 lower body 
injuries are going to rob him of some of that athleticism, but it's still wild. Like when was the last time Harrison and I, I've, I've asked this to multiple guests on the show, multiple people, I tweeted it out and I've, I've asked multiple people around the league. When was the last time you can remember an Anthony Davis dunk where his armpits were at the rim? Where he, where, where it almost looked like he was looking down at the rim, you know? Okay, it, I thought that you were going to say where last Anthony Davis dunk. I was like, I'm pretty sure he had a few. No, no, no. This year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, this is too far. I don't, if you, have but just like how, how many of his dunks now are just like kind of yeah. like rim grazers, you know, like it, it, and he's doing the bare minimum to get the ball over the rim to dunk it. And, and his, and ones, I, I'd have to look, but his, and ones feel like they're down at, at, at this stage compared to, and certainly kept going down over the course of the playoffs. Right. Um, that kind of stuff like that really, that really matters with a player like AD and, and all AD needs to be, it's like the, it's like the opposite, right. With Steph, where Steph was so brilliant offensively that all you needed from him was to be like league average on, on, on defense or, or you just needed him to compete or not or actively, like not actively horrific, you know, yeah, like you just needed right. him to be like, you know, you know, just the guy that at least if you hunted him, there were some possessions where he would come up with a win, you know, exactly. it wasn't going to be an automatic score. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, and he has become that to his credit. Well, yeah. But like it comes again, it's the comes and goes things, right? Where in, in aggregate, absolutely. You're absolutely correct that AD is a, a more than. Oh, I meant Steph. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. But like, um, but I, for, for AD on offense, he's become a, a more than uh, better than league average offensive player, right? Like he's, he's clearly more than that in aggregate. But when he doesn't have it, when he isn't, you know, fully engaged, especially on that side of the court, and some of that is because of how hard he's working on defense, and that's that's completely fair to bring up. But when he isn't fully engaged on that side of the court, he is actively detrimental to your offense. He doesn't space the floor. He's not looking to get, uh, you know, to the free throw line. It, it's just he's just kind of out there, and he's kind of taking up space. And 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 for a player of his talent level. That's what drives me crazy is that like, he should never just be taking up space. I, I agree with that. And I, I, the, the caveats that I will add, and one of them I'm sort of struggling with because on one hand, I want to acknowledge, you know, the fact that he, he was clearly hurt. He's been playing hurt since he came back, you know, like this is not something, you know, again, he had the several weeks off, but this was a stress reaction that it wasn't going to heal either like without surgery or without like significant, significant time off the foot and stuff like that. And so I want to acknowledge that he was playing through probably some real discomfort. So, mm -hmm. you know, but again, I don't want to use that to make an excuse for him. I just want to acknowledge that reality. And I also want to acknowledge the reality that just- Everybody is also playing trend, with stuff like that, by the way. Maybe not to that degree and maybe. in your foot, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I, everybody has some sorts of nicks and knacks by the postseason. I agree with that. And yeah. the other thing too, is I just think that historically when we're looking back sort of at these playoff runs or especially the last couple of years like is it at this point reasonable to expect Anthony Davis to go into the postseason fully healthy you know like that's just that's something we've only seen once during his entire Lakers career where the Lakers won there. a title that year <laughs> yeah exactly and so I think you know we can acknowledge that hey maybe that's just not going to happen and that's something that is just like not going to be the case. Maybe this isn't just all freak luck or maybe that kind of freak bad luck has built up into some real sort of deficiencies where he's going to be more prone to these types of things because of the ones that he's had in the past. But again, I'm not a doctor and there's no way you're not a doctor and almost none of the people listening to this are doctors, although congrats to you if you are. I'm sure that you, you know, may, that you make a lot more money than I do and maybe you can answer this for us. But I, I think we're just not going to know the answer of whether for sure of whether or not he can stay healthy throughout an entire postseason so you almost have to put that to the side that's something that the lakers with their medical staff with their front office like they have to sort of evaluate that as they're continuing to decide how are you going to build this team and how are you going to build it around like who are you going to build it around and especially you know when lebron james retires at some point i don't think that's going to be this summer spoiler alert but um you know i i at some point he will and will the lakers continue to build around ad i don't know and so you know I just wanted to acknowledge all that up front really quick, but to your point about he can't just disappear offensively, whether he's healthy or not, or like if he's out there, they need him to be more than he was, you know, this playoff run. I agree with that, but I also think that 
even you, as someone who wants to acknowledge the defense stuff, might be minimizing just how much he was being asked to do and how much mm. energy he was being asked to exert defensively to prop up this specific roster. Like, this was not a good defensive roster. There were, name the plus defenders that AD was playing with during the course of this playoff run. Like, overall plus defenders over the course of the run. Like, probably Austin. Vanderbilt, Vando. Maybe. Vando was a plus defensively overall. Yeah. Obviously, he had his drawbacks on the other LeBron, end. LeBron, like, right? Like, was LeBron a plus defender during the whole playoff run? I would say that he gave up on that end more than more than he yeah. stopped. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily go that I, I far. Overall, LeBron was obviously like, a massive positive for the playoff run. But I'm talking about just defensively in terms of what AD is being asked to do and the amount of holes that he's being asked to cover. How many times do we see LeBron get back cut and just like point and be like, hey, like, or just like give up a wide open cut. corner three? Like, yeah, like LeBron like a... had his chase down blocks. He he definitely played harder on defense than he did during the regular season, but he's still not like you know, he, he's not prime LeBron on that end anymore. It's not reasonable to expect him to be at 38. Like, I, I would say he was probably a minus defender over the course of mm -hmm. the playoffs, like, in aggregate. Yeah, I mean... So, like, who are the plus defenders? There's, well, there's so I, I many was holes say... for teams to attack, and the Lakers were smart in the way that they tried to funnel guys. Oh, Schroeder. Schroeder, I think, was yeah, a Schreuder, plus sorry. defender. Sorry, Schroeder, yeah. I missed. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. genuinely positive, impactful defender. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I like They're I said, it, easily in the first round, somehow in AD AD list lineups at points. Yeah, uh, so go that, yeah. <laughs> actually, we can't even credit AD for that. Like nobody could have covered that. <laughs> even Darvin knew he's like, not even AD can cover up for this. Let's just see if he hits some threes. Like, um, Rui, yeah. good luck. I think uh, I I think that's true. That's at, that's that's correct. And also, um, the thing about defense. The, so you're acknowledging that's correct. They were the number one defense in the playoffs, despite that. With like three plus defenders, uh, up until and there this are last people series, that would argue Austin wasn't a plus defender during the playoffs. I disagree well, with them, but I think overall he was a plus. Right, but like, all right, the first two series, there is nothing that I can say to retort that. Right, there yeah. is nothing at all that I can say to 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 counter all of those points. Um, the third series, though, that elite defense fell off of a cliff. And like some of that is because Denver is just that good. Yeah. Like some of that is just because like you know Jamal Murray went freaking supernova, and you yeah, had... like, and there were there were points where the especially that fourth quarter of game two where the Lakers were playing they, like I thought they were playing good defense on Jamal Murray for the most part. There were you know obviously mm -hmm. a couple like you know maybe like picks they went like over that or, or went under that under. they shouldn't have mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But he was just, like it was it was truly a tip your fedora game to Jamal Murray <laughs> because. He just, there was nothing you could do. Like they were, they were on him and he just was like, like Steph, but better for a quarter. Yeah. I, <laughs> I called him Jamal Curry. Like it was, yeah, it was exactly. wild to see like what he was doing. Um, yeah, but also like, Andrew Wiggins is like the, is uh maple Jordan. Like, I, I think like Murray might be maple Curry, you know, like he's, <laughs> yeah. he's poutine Curry. <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, I, 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 I think though, while we can credit Denver um, in what they're capable of offensively, I I didn't feel like AD specifically was as impactful. He wasn't flying all over the court, and and part of that is because I like agree with you. Denver's Denver's offense, like it, it really kind of felt like um, like you know how uh, in those cartoons, like. It, when when a boat like springs a leak and you see like the the water like gushing like just like straight up like some kind of geyser and then like the main character there will plug that geyser and then another one will pop up and then the main character will plug that one and then they'll use like a toe for another one and then a toe yeah. and then eventually they just kind of look at it and they're like i don't know what to do now right yeah. like eventually so many geysers pop up that like you're just kind of screwed and, and and that's essentially what denver does to you um on offense is you plug the first one with Jokic. You, you yeah. first, like you first, you try to plug that one up with Jokic, and you're, you're using so much energy to try to like limit his offensive impact. And then, and then out of nowhere, Jamal Murray starts nailing shots, and it's like, oh, there's another guy. So I got, I got to try to figure that one out. And then they rotate the ball over to Michael, Michael Porter Jr. in the corner, wide open for three. And you're like, oh shit! All right, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on to a toe. And 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 and, then, and it's just and then all of a sudden playoff KCP is wide open. You know, right? Yeah, playoff KCP. Like in game, in game four, Aaron Gordon made like three or four threes Two, yeah. you know, like, it's just, 
They are. They are. Though, like again, a, the Aaron Gordon ones were just like it was. A, again, it was like a tip your cap. It's like I don't know what yeah. the Lakers are supposed to do there. That's you're the out of extremities. You're supposed to give up the threes too. He just made them. Like congrats you're, to you're him, like you know? you're literally out of you're yeah. you're out of like you you put one finger there, you put one finger over there, you put one finger over there, and like you can't use your face. <laughs> like you can't Mia, you can't Mia put your mouth point, over the geyser. <laughs> at one point, we were watching Game Four together because she wasn't at work, and like at one point, she was arguing to bald deny uh to bald deny MPJ uh jamal murray and Jokic, and i'm like yeah. that's just not you can't like she's like why are they still letting them get the ball i'm like they you you can't <laughs> deny all of them you know like <laughs> yeah like jen jen kept on saying like because it was it was just like wide open shot after wide open shot like, after you, wide open like, shot just try harder and so yeah. you know I, I she'd be on your side on the ad debate you know it's like just, <laughs> you know but like all that, all that said, I didn't feel like AD was as engaged. Like I, 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 and and like the thing with AD is he takes everything really hard, right? There was the report from Chris Haynes that he was like at his locker for forty five minutes, right? Um, when there's the report from David yeah, Benjamin went like just repeatedly, like <laughs> I can't believe this. He's just sitting there in his locker, like fucking Aaron Gordon. You fucking kidding me? Yeah, like, and like LeBron, <laughs> LeBron walks over to him. And he's like, "You all right, dude?" And he's like, and "I think AD just said he, he's like, I just can't believe this." Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you seen his shot? Like, look at his yeah. form. The ball goes in. Yeah, he was looking at Aaron Gordon's box score. That was what it was. He was like, <laughs> he's like, it was Jimmy Butler with the stat sheet. It was like, what? hold on. <laughs> but like, but also, um. Like the the reason I put up like or I bring up him taking things hard is um you actually see it on the court on the yeah. defensive side of the ball especially where somebody doesn't he, he make definitely it. is an expressive body language guy yeah yeah on defense especially and actually one of my favorite mom- favorite moments of the postseason like one of the moments that I thought like oh shit we're we're getting a special AD game D'Angelo Russell took a, a an open jumper at the end of a quarter or a jumper at the end of a quarter and, and AD had position inside that if if Russell does that thing where you like go up, like you're going to shoot it and you just kind of zip it back, you zip it on uh, underneath um, that AD would have had a dunk. And like at the end of that quarter, AD's like yelling at him like, yo, you know, yeah. I'm hello, you know? And I was like, hell yeah. That's what, that's what I want. Right. I was the, it was the, it was the yeah. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio thing. Like, Oh my God, I there see it. Yeah. There it is. You know? And, and, and that's the kind of stuff that like, I want more of. And, and I know that like asking AD to be Shaq or asking AD to be Kobe or asking him, him to be LeBron, it's just like unfair because he's not those people. Um, and, and, and yet like what made those guys as, as special as they are, are those attributes. So you need some of it, right? I'm not expecting him to be all of that, but like it's occasionally crack a skull if he isn't getting the ball inside. Like that's, that's something that we can, I, 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 while, I think two things can be true at once. We have to acknowledge now at this point that like at this stage of his career, he's probably not just going to magically develop those attributes, but also you can, you can point out that he doesn't have them. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is uh, for sure. And and I think that's totally fair. And I think this is the fourth year in a row where, you know, we've gotten stories during training camp about how, you know, LeBron is pushing more leadership duties to AD and AD's going to take on a more active, you know, leadership role. And we're going to get the same stories next training camp, you know, like just, uh, just be ready for it. You know, we're going to get some comments about how AD, you know, taking on, and like, that's just, you know, again, like I don't doubt that he tries. I just think he's not naturally that guy where he's going to be cracking skulls if D'Lo is not actually assisting him instead of attempting to Kobe assist him, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, and, uh, and set him up with the rebound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, D'Lo threw up. Uh, if we're being charitable, he threw up. He threw up a lot of Kobe assists in uh, in the Western Conference Finals. You know, a lot of they just you know, went they unfinished. D'Lo led the Conference Finals in potential Kobe assists. You know, um, guys yeah. just didn't get the offensive rebounds to put them back. You know, it's really they, not they Russell's they fault for them. You know, yeah. Um, it- yeah, yeah. I, I fully expect someone on TV to blame Anthony Davis uh, for that, uh, you know, in tomorrow's uh, segment after listening to this uh, defensive, definitive conversation. Um, <laughs> no, I, so I I agree with you there that I think at this point, like, we just cannot expect him to be that guy. I, I think to me, maybe the fairest point that you've made during sort of all of the these discussions that we've had on, both on this show and over the last 24 hours is sort of the idea that, you know, you can't like you need your stars to not be that out of gas by the conference mm-hmm. finals, you know, like, or you're just not going to win. You know, it's yeah. like, yes, we can acknowledge like, yes, he was clearly out of gas. Like you could see it in the conference finals. I agree with you. He was not as impactful defensively. Some of that is due to Denver. Some of that was like, he just looked cooked. Like I think his yeah. legs, I think were just done. He just did not appear. How many possessions did we see him just like float to the corner and stand there? you know, at times, yeah. like that's not, that's something that AD does when he is just gassed and, you know, he's got his hands on his knees. Like he was just out of it. I think that the, the amount he was asked to do uh, defensively through the first two rounds combined with the threat of Denver being the hardest offense to play against that they've hit so far mm-hmm. at exactly the time when he was out of energy was a bad combination. And I still thought he was mostly okay defensively this series. He just wasn't destroyer of worlds, Anthony Davis defensively in this series. And he just, like after game one, he didn't really have anything left for offense. And so I think maybe the fairest criticism that you can make, and I I don't even know how fair this is for this run because he was dealing with that foot injury that we won't know the full extent of, but I think, you know, he, I think needs to become an elite conditioning guy. If he is going to play this style and he's going to play, you know, the Lakers are going to be asking this much of him defensively. They need him to be in elite, elite shape to where he is not getting yeah. as out of gas as quickly from the ask on him. And part of that, you know, I, I think that losing weight this year helped. I think that was something where, you know, getting back down to sort of the more svelte AD, the play center versus the weight that he had bulked up with the two years previously. I, I think that was the right call. And I think, you know, maybe with an off season, depending on if he does end up having this foot surgery or not, or if he just decides to let it heal, maybe he comes into camp next year in just elite, elite shape. And that that's sort of the thing that I would like to see uh, it more so of where you can have more faith that he's going to make it through the whole postseason run because he's just not getting tired, you know? Yeah. Well, like if Jokic, and also, again, Jokic does not have the defensive ask that AD does, but if he can carry around like that in the whole entire semi-truck body, uh, like around the court, like AD can get in better wind conditioning, you know? Like if you were, if you were, I would love to find out. Uh, and they, it, they do track AD this. He should just spend the whole off season in Denver. Just train there. He'll be in the best shape of his life, you know? I mean... You're not wrong. Yeah, I remember this was back when I was actually in shape. Back when I was like a a an, an athlete, um, coming out of coming out of high school, and I was thinking oh. about playing in uh in the womb. Yeah, um, but I, when I was coming out of high school and I was thinking about playing at Fullerton, um, my family back then used to take trips up to Tahoe, and um, oh yeah, we, the air is the air is it's not dead. Oh my god, dude, thinner up there. Yeah, <laughs> so I I remember um the 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 resort that we used to stay at was like this like cabin resort and, and it had this like trail that ran along the lake and it, you know, from start to finish was a mile. So I would run it back and forth. Like the first morning that we got there, um, we got there one, one night in the evening, hung out that, that evening, had dinner and stuff, woke up the next morning and I was going to run it back and forth, uh, three times for six total miles. Right. And I remember, like running it as I was running it, I was like, man, this, this feels amazing. Right. Like I'm, yeah. I'm there by the lake. It's cool. Yeah. Nice, beautiful breeze, well shaded. And, and, and I'm like, this is just, why can't I always run like this? Um, I, I was like timing myself and I was running like, you know, five thirty miles. It was just insane. And, and then I finished my run and I got back to the cabin and felt physically ill. Like yeah. I could not do anything for the next 12 hours i think it was what it was and yeah it it does like the uh, working out at that at that uh (laughs) elevation it it, i'm not gonna say it would be the worst thing for ad but anyway all right team plane should have left him there you heard it here first on the lakers lounge you know yeah 
Yeah. He I mean, he's home. not going to ready for next season. He says he's not going to, he doesn't normally do anything for like the first few months. Right. Um, yeah. In, in, in the, so, and look, man, he, he, she, he does need to rest and recover. No, and, yeah. He and, definitely and needs to rest. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I do not think that the journey to elite conditioning should start this week um, right now. Yeah. But, but I do think though, that like, um, like you mentioned the weight and, and the explosiveness and, and, and like it is dude. go back and watch, you know, the first game that he played for the Lakers yeah, yeah, and the attempts at the rim that he was having there and the way that he was flying around on defense. And it was just like, Holy shit, you know? Um, and, and then, you know, uh, you look at him in the bubble and, and like some of the bubble stuff. And I think it is fair at this point to bring it up. Um, he was just like shooting out of his mind in the bubble. And, and, you know, now with multiple years, yeah, every, uh, since every, then, every team played in the same conditions, Anthony. And yeah, but some guys, some guys like, so essentially like my theory on that is that, um, like the Lakers, that, random hot shooting stretches, every playoffs. Oh yeah, totally. It's, I mean, no, it's, I'm serious. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. In 2009. Like, yeah, you know, no, it's a smaller I, sample size. Sometimes guys just get hot. Well, Trevor Reese's shooting streaks all tended, tended to like coincide with his contract yeah <laughs> but hey that's what i mean you know sometimes sometimes you got good timing sometimes, sometimes there's really just no explanation in, whatsoever you know? <laughs> but um but like i i my theory then like it's not even worth going into it but like my theory then was that like that lakers team was actually hurting for shooting all year and if like everybody's shooting improved just a little bit like elite shooting teams becoming more elite shooting teams doesn't affect their identity but a bad shooting team becoming a mediocre to okay shooting team that does affect like has huge ramifications for what you're doing. That doesn't mean that I think that there's an, any kind of asterisk on that. Everybody was playing in those circumstances. And, and at the end of the day, like teams build, didn't shoot so well against the Lakers, Anthony build. No. Well, no, right. Like building, yeah. building a balanced roster and having an elite defensive team that then like learns how to shoot. It's kind of like the scene from happy Gilmore, right? <gasps> happy learn how to putt, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. you know, um, but anyway, I, I, I just think, um, regarding eighties weight, and, and this is something that I, I honestly think like we could talk about whether the Lakers want to use D'Angelo Russell's impending contract in a sign and trade, or if they want to move Malik Beasley and Mo Bamba for a 26 ish million dollar player, they want to draft somebody with the 17th pick, or if they want to move that 17th pick on draft day, like all of that stuff, um, kind of not, nearly as important as is AD going to get in shape? Is AD going to, is AD going to lose some weight and, and, and look even more felt like you mentioned earlier. And um, like, it, it's not just the explosiveness too. As you get older, you need as little weight on your joints as possible. I could speak to this specifically, man. Like you, you this, this thing, like I look like, you know, <laughs> Like uh, this, this hoodie that I'm wearing, I, I just, you know, I, I look like some, some kind of weird, uh, what are those characters from, from Star Wars, right? Those things that you oh, the, the Jawas? Hood? Jawas. I look like, I, I look like Jawa the Hutt. Um, and so like, like I, I, but like my, my doctor, I've, I've had foot problems basically since I turned 34, I think, um, maybe, maybe even uh, earlier than that. And my doctor has said um, I haven't listened, but my doctor has said, just lose weight, like lose weight. And all of those joints and bones in there that have to carry that weight will feel significantly better. And like, I, yeah. And you're like, what and, does he know? Yeah. <laughs> I go to Jen, like, what, what, yeah. what are the guys, this that's guy like knows? Jen's like, LeBron please. James of feet, Anthony. <laughs> it's, that, that's what I'm hearing. All these guys are giving you like medical prognoses you don't like. You need the LeBron James of feet. Sounds like my, my head to Germany. My approach has basically been like every opportunity to spend time in water. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what, did, what did Jen? What did Jen get her doctorate for? You know, if <laughs> if she's not going to be able to heal you, what's the point? Yeah, right. Like, he, he, well, you keep on. You always want to get second opinions when you don't like the first opinion. I'm just yeah. looking for. I've been going opinion by opinion by opinion by opinion, looking for the doctor who says like, no, actually, it's okay to be obese. Um, yeah. Somehow, I don't think I'm going to find that person. But, um, but yeah, I, I really think, and, and we, you know, we kind of have to wrap this up, but yeah. when, when, when we talk about AD, um, I, I, I just get so annoyed because he really is this fascinating, this like super fascinating player, man. Like he's so unique. 
his ability to play defense the way he does. Yeah. He, when when he looks at his best, he's this like pterodactyl that flies all over the place and absolutely wrecks modern offenses in an era where we just keep seeing record after record after record get broken for most efficient offense of all time. And he'll just go out there like what what he did to the Warriors was insane. The Warriors like they are synonymous with greatness on offense, and he was just yeah. like, no, nah, no, nah, not this time, not well, for these okay. six games. Good luck, guys. Yeah, right. And and you know you know what what Memphis has done, you know uh, they they have looked so good at portions of their season that John Morant has said, nope, we're good in the West. And and AD's like, are you, are you sure about that? Because you aren't going to get anything anywhere near the rim in this series. And eventually, John Morant, one of the most exciting attackers of the basket that the league has going for it right now, was shooting fifteen foot floaters because he he wanted nothing to do with AD. Um, and, and so, like, we can acknowledge that, but then I think we also have to acknowledge in a series like he just played against Jokic, and people are like, well, he's not the two-time MVP. Why not, man? Like, he's, why, why can't he be at that? Why are, we, why are we lowering the bar of expectations to where we're like, well, he's just not that good? Okay, but you're kind of telling on yourself if that's your, if, if, if that's your reaction to this last series. Yeah, I, so, I think like, it's somewhere okay in the middle that, there. Hey, I, 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 you know. I'd like him to be closer to that two-time MVP level. Like, I'd like him to be the guy that was an MVP uh, betting favorite going into 2020. Yeah, it was 2020-21, that season where, you know, he had just come off the... And, you know, in retrospect, that was a completely idiotic you know prediction so stupid that yeah. you know like given what we've known about this season like, like a before, week before yeah, yeah, like a week before it's like well he's already in playoff shape <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know he's something he's like oops turns out he was tired uh yeah. you know from that playoff run uh, yeah. which that one was a little more understandable the the fatigue there I, I think everybody was a little more willing to forgive that uh yeah yeah uh you know i agree with you i think that there's no reason that he can't be in that conversation like his talent is at that level and so you know again i but at this point i just don't know if i expect that so but that's maybe that's maybe that's the end of the anthony davis conversation isn't it like Like, i I think that he can be great i think that he's better than he gets credit for but i'm also not going to predict that he's going to you know come back next summer in the best shape of his life next off season in the best shape of his life and you know like looking like an mvp out of the gate because he is a guy that i think would prefer to pace himself through the regular season to try and reach that level when it matters most and hey like at the same time if that works out and he is able to reach those physical peaks and he's able to make it through the regular season healthy Maybe yeah. that'll work out. We just saw the Lakers go from the seventh seed to the Western Conference Finals. You know, maybe the regular season doesn't matter all that much. You know, do you think we have five minutes? Do you think yeah. um, do you think the Lakers bring in a center? I, to I have actually to start next to like them too, just because if we're talking about like him losing weight, him getting in like this greatest conditioning ever, like if they're going to have a Jokic out there like I would like one more big body to kind of be mm-hmm. able to be sturdy on him. And even if again, like I'm talking 2020 like Dwight style you know not somebody that's going to shut him down just somebody who is big enough to stop him so the AD can come over as a help defender you know we saw LeBron and Rui were able to do it this should not be an impossible skill set or type of player to find we even saw Tristan Thompson to some degree although he wasn't doing it without AD with AD on the floor but we even saw Tristan Thompson to some degree like able to you know at least slow him down for long enough for the help to come type of stuff you know yeah, the only problem there though is that like the offense would really suffer. Like yeah, you, you yeah. you'd be able to defend there, and and then you have two bigs who yeah, just kind I mean, of bump that, into that each is other. the problem, and that's uh, going to be the perpetual thing. And so you know maybe that's just not reasonable. Maybe it's like yeah. you know time for Rui to get an even better you know lower body shape. Yeah, well, I, there's that. I just think like you, it's it, I I agree with you. Bringing in somebody like that as a pitch to throw in that matchup yeah. makes some sense. Um, but, but yeah, like, you know, you got to be careful about how you allocate those resources because if you yeah, I'm over like commit, minimum. you know, you find, yeah. I, I'm, I'm certainly, yeah, I'm not arguing for the Lakers to spend major resources on this, or maybe, you know, you trade Mobamba for somebody that is at that level. Or you see if Mobamba is that guy. I, I'm going to predict that that is not going to be the case in Los I, Angeles. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think so either. His yeah. kind like, he's just his contract is too valuable. Like the fact that yeah. some team looking to shed salary can trade for him and immediately waive him. Like I, I think the Mobamba tenure in, in LA is, is probably over that. That would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do it. Um, perfect timing also because a uh, little asshole just woke up. So oh, nice. Fantastic. Great. <laughs>
<laughs> There's my misfortune of the week. Yeah. My, my son, son is woke awake. Up. Um, this does end the definitive Anthony Davis conversation, though. So any other further conversations from this point, you, you send a tweet, you if there's anything, if I see anything on Substack, anything on any other podcast, no more you Anthony are going Davis to hear. Thanks. We're done. They're all here. Yeah, you, you are. You are anybody in Slack. If anybody in Slack says anything and doesn't listen to this episode, uh, we're fighting anyway. But but on top of that, you are you are we are fighting legally as well. Anthony, the only man who refuses to ever read any of his friends or coworkers' work, but then gets mad when they don't listen to his podcast. Fair. <laughs> so angry that the freaking Celtics won. Like the only thing that yeah, was I know. Me, like positive was well at least boston is like way more embarrassing which like technically maybe they might lose at home in an embarrassing way and you'll hear boston fans boo like that might be nice yeah that's true i mean and the celtics have traditionally been alpha by their own crowd like they have uh, over this entire tatum brown run they've been worse at home than on the road in the playoffs. yeah if not if if not um worse but like certainly it's not like the big advantage that it it's been historically how many times in boston do you think they've been like you know we, who who we could really need or we could really use that austin rivers guy austin rivers yeah <laughs> i think I, I think his name is reeves oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not Doc's right, I just, son i just had to send that tweet um but the, now i'm good you said <laughs> I could delete um, that if you want. I don't know um, what, what you're talking about. I don't, I don't, I can't read the tweet quite yet. <laughs> no, every parent, every parent can relate to calling their child. I just an don't, asshole. I just don't want you to get canceled for calling your, your infant son an asshole. That's why I specified the baby monitor was muted. Yeah. It did not yeah. appear to be the one, the voice of God that you used to use on Avery where. Well, yeah, that he wouldn't respond to that. Oh, now he's crying. He, <laughs> he did hear it. <laughs> just like I, he's yawning let me go give him his binky let me okay. see if that helps all right it's funny we've been uh, recording this whole time oh god i just realized that 